Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is I have insider information from, I think, three different people. And essentially what they're saying is that there's about to be massive repossessions all across America. Cars, houses, businesses, probably worse than what happened in 1929. And if you think about their goal, and you think about what the World Economic Forum has said, that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, how are they going to get it? Well, I think now the plan has been revealed to us, and we're going to talk about that today. Insider information. Let me encourage you, click subscribe, send this out to your other friends. They all need to hear this. If you don't send it to them, they're liable to lose their car, maybe their house. Who knows how bad it's about to get. Okay, so massive repossessions of cars and homes and businesses. Uh, So this came to me, as you can see the date up here. That is today, this morning. This is just a few hours ago from when I'm recording this. And, of course, he asked me not to use his name. He says, I watched your show this morning. Now, he was talking about the Monday morning show. I'm recording this Monday afternoon. I watched your show this morning, as I do every morning. I thought you'd be interested to know that I had dinner with a future U.S. ambassador last week. The change in banking is bigger than you think. So what I said in the last program, he's saying it's bigger, it's worse than that. He says, by the end of 2025, there will only be five banks in the United States. I'll read that again. By the end of 2025, there will only be five banks in the United States. Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Morgan Chase, for sure. The other slots are likely to be U.S. Bank and Citibank. This will make it easier to implement the CBDC. This individual also deals and brokers in rate gold. I assume that means spot gold. And says everyone should have some on hand, but more importantly should invest in as much food and water as possible. You know, I agree with that. I think that we really should have some gold and silver on hand. I don't mean in some bank or even a bank vault or what are those called, the, the, the little banks at the, the little boxes, the safe deposit boxes. You got to have it where you can reach it, but it's got to be in a secure place too. Everyone should have some on hand, but more importantly, they should invest in as much food and water as possible. You can't eat gold and food may have even better or higher barter value if you stay out of the system. If you want to stay out of the system, I'm going to say that you need to have all three. You need to have some gold and silver and need to have some bread from Joseph Kitchen, josephkitchen.com. That's the best way to go. I'm telling you right now, that's the best way to go. All right, the next thing. Now, this is also insider information. It came to HowTurnRadioShow.com. Consumer credit drying up. Now, I talked about this in the last program, but I have further confirmation of it. In the past 10 days, consumer credit has been wild, and the evidence is explicitly clear. Banks are now severely restricting consumer credit. I'm going to go a step further. I talked about this in the the last program. I I think it's worse than that. I think that they are, that this is only a step to where they're going. 
But where they're going, I believe, is to not only restrict consumer credit, but to cut it off. And that means that they may start reducing, for example, the limits on your credit cards. Now, let's say you have, let's say you have a $3,000 limit. And let's say the good news is, let's say you, you pay that off, say, say 50% every month. Well, if they cut that down to 1500 and they say, well, you've only been using 1500 worth of credit, so we're going to cut it down to 1500 What does that mean? That means for the next month or so, that money that you've been used to using is not there anymore. But I think it's going to be a recall of notes. Now, after church yesterday, I have a, had a person that had visited our church, and this person, I won't mention whether it's male or female, and she was... <laughs> Well, I guess I just let it slip. It's a woman. She was just laid off at her bank just this past week. And so I've got some insider information she brings. But she also said that she believes that consumer credit is not going to just get tight. And she specifically said yes. In some of the fine print on some of the notes, they can recall the note. Now, what does that mean? That means you get a notice from the bank. You need to pay off your car. Either that or return your car. Uh, yeah, well, I only have another year's payments on it. <laughs> Doesn't make any difference. We want our money. And so you have to bring the money or bring the car, one or the other. The article goes on to say, Captain One shut off all dealer floor plans. Now, what is a dealer for floor plan? Well, that means that, let's say a, a car dealer has 200 cars on their lot. They didn't buy all 200 of those cars. The bank covers them in a floor plan, and generally they pay either very, very low interest or most of them don't pay any interest at all. I don't know how long, I'm going to guess, at least 60 to 90 days. So the car can sit there for 60 to 90 days free to the dealer. So when they shut off a dealer floor plan, they just close that dealership. That means that dealer, if they want to sell a car, they have to pay for that car in advance. So what we might see is a lot of dealerships going under. We might see where you go to buy a car. Well, I don't have it on the lot. We can have it here in two to six weeks, uh, but you have to pay for it in advance. <laughs> yeah, it can be coming. Capital One shut off all dealer floor plans. USA Auto Sales shut down 39 dealerships ever after losing its Ally Bank floor plan lines of credit. Wells Fargo laid off all its junior auto loan underwriters and capped future loans. And that's what this lady had happened to her. She was working at a bank. She just lost her job. This is very serious. This is real doom economically. Cars are one of the main pillars of the U.S. economy. That's right. Repos are rising as people can't pay their high loan payments. Here's the way that happens. Okay, so the feds raise the interest rate. Well, it doesn't have anything to do, to do with me. Uh, well, yes, it does. Because if it costs more to, to get a, a home loan, let's take for example, then that means all of the people having to do with building houses have to charge more. If they have to charge more, then they have to turn around and that means they have to pay more for the gasoline, more for the diesel, more for all the materials, everything else. So everything starts going up. Now, if your income doesn't go up, then that means your expenses did go up above your income. 
See, so simply by the feds raising the rates they're choosing, they're charging for their interest, it makes everything get more expensive. With banks cutting off auto credit, it isn't just car dealerships that will feel the pinch. Manufacturers will too, of course, but those manufacturers contract out parts, manufacturing to hundreds of smaller businesses nationwide, no, worldwide. All those smaller businesses will see orders dry up. The auto sales and manufacturing sector in the U.S. accounts for over 5 million employees, means that we could be looking at some 5 million people laid off. Now, I'm about to talk about that. I'm bringing some real startling information today. The ripple effect of credit withdrawal will affect the much wider economy and will do it very fast. Now, I talked about this in the last program, and I'm going to briefly go through it again because I forgot to make a very important point. So my, my dad told me this story. He said his dad, meaning my grandfather, was actually a rich man on a ranch up in Rotonda, Mexico. And in 1929, he borrowed a bunch of money from the local bank, and he went out and bought some very nice cattle. A couple of months later, the bank called a note. In other words, we want our money back. Well, you, you just loaned it. Yeah, we know. We want it back. So he had to go and sell the cattle at pennies on the dollar, and it wasn't enough to pay the note back, and so they're going to repossess the bank or the, the, his ranch. So he had to sell the ranch and his blacksmith shop to, to get out of the deal. And so as a result, he became a poor man as a result of that. So the banks is what caused the 1929, wasn't just the stock market crash, it's just they kind of put it all on the backs of the stock market, saying, blaming the stock market for all of it. But my mom said, no, here's what really happened. The banks called the notes, then that threw everybody into a depression, threw all kinds of people out of work, lots and lots and lots of them. She says, and then about 10 years later, a world war started. And that's a big point that I want to make. When people started going to work for uh, the, the, the war effort, then they got jobs, they got income. And she said, World War II brought us out of the depression. I have a, a bigger picture. I think that, see, all right here, I, let, let me state my notes here or I'll get messed up. I've got so much to say. <laughs> Wikipedia says the Great Depression was the worst economic downturn in U.S. history. It began in 1929 and lasted to the 1930s. Okay. The stock market crash of October 29 signaled the beginning of the Great Depression by 1933. Unemployment was at a 25% and more than 5,000 banks had gone out of business. That was the Great Depression. So, World War II lasted from 29 to 30. Banker called notes. Brought back loaned money. Loaned it to nations for war. World War II lasted from 1939 to 1945. Now, I think I got my dates wrong there. I'll probably get some emails. Yeah, you'll, you'll correct me on the dates. All right, but the point is, you, my point is, is the same. So, the biggest... Here, I think I've got a... Let me stay to my notes or I'll miss my points. World War II got us out of the Great Depression. My mom said that the American war machine turned on. People went to work in the factory. Credit began to flow after the war. Men came home. There were marriages, babies, and the greatest generation was formed. The point was, when bankers call notes, they're doing it for a reason. Because the biggest... Here it is. This is what I was trying to get to. The biggest business in the world is war. What? 
According to Ralph Epperson, which we had to be a speaker of Prophecy Club back in the 1990s, he said that he had tracked us down. He said it's the same families, and he said it's the same people that have been financing war for centuries, going back probably 200, maybe even 300 years. And here's the way it works. So the South, let's say, for example, says, hey, we need money to, uh, to, to fight the North. So they go to the bankers. The banker says, okay, we will loan you the money to fight the North, but you have to guarantee the note. If you defeat the North, then you have to pay off their note too, if they can't pay it. Well, they get the money, then they start fighting the, the North. North comes today. We need more money because we got to fight the South. And so the, they say to the North, well, we'll give you the, the money, but you have to also guarantee the note of the South. If you defeat the South, you also have to pay off their note or to see that it's guaranteed to pay off. Now, what does that mean? That means that they don't lose. That means that they can charge high interest, and they do. It also means they control when the war starts, who fights, and who wins. So these are the evil, they call them the deep state, but they're actually Exodus 32-4. That's the way I've, I've determined that I can tell you who is doing it without them taking me off again because I realized I discovered who is really behind this. And when I started telling people who's really behind this, they deleted the channel. <laughs> so I can tell you Exodus 32.4. I don't think that they can get me for that. Anyway, it's the same 13 bloodlines, which truth be known, probably go all the way back to the Pharaohs, probably back to the days of Moses. All right. So I looked up in Wikipedia, what were the causes of the Great Depression? And believe it or not, Wikipedia actually told us the truth for once. There was an initial stock market crash that triggered a panic sell-off of assets, but that wasn't the real problem. This was followed by deflation of asset and commodity prices, dramatic drops in demand, and the total, here it is, total quantity of money in the economy and disruption of trade. Now, the way we would say that is they called notes. In other words, where they had loaned money, they said, we want our money back. <laughs> Over 13 million people were unemployed in 1932. It, was, it caused a widespread loss of confidence that led to dramatic, dramatically lower investment and a persistent, persistent underconsumption. In other words, the bankers caused the Great Depression. The bankers were behind World War II, probably World War I, and probably will be World War III. It's all about money, and oil is money. Now, with that in mind, so this came from the lady that came to church this past Sunday. After church, she came up. She said, I got to talk to you. So we sat down. She says, I'm, I used to work at a bank. I just got laid off just this week. And I was told that since Silicon Valley Bank closed, over 1,600 banks have closed worldwide. You're not going to hear that in the news. 120 banks have closed in the USA. You're not going to hear that in the news either. So that fits with what the other guy said. There's only going to be five banks. What are they doing? They're getting it down so that no man can buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. She said, many layoffs within banking, often not publicized. She says, here's the way it happens. When they're going to sell a bank, they start laying people off. 
And then when they have a new bank buy it, then they have a big hiring time where they hire and train people. She says, if you've noticed, lots of bank mergers over the last few years have been taking place. Personally, I've been involved in four in just the last few years, which resulted in large layoffs as one bank or mortgage company gets acquired by another large company. I get laid off along with many others, significant numbers in my company. Please do not mention their name online. It was trading and development. Uh, HR and Treasury Department were the largest number of layoffs. All trainers got laid off. So I didn't mention any names. And she says, as you can see down here, please do not mention my name. Why? Because they're they're afraid. They're afraid that there's going to be repercussions because the devil likes to do things and be able to get away with it. And of course, if that were to happen, then they would get away with it. Let's go on. Now, this is a different insider. This is an Amazon insider. Amazon meeting came about, and they're talking about RITs. I didn't know what a RIT was. I had to look it up. It's real estate investment trusts. What's that? When you drive along the internet and you see these shopping centers or you see these um, strip malls, well, generally it's one RIT or real estate investment trust that owns that whole thing. And many times they own a lot of them. In a small town, or maybe even a mid-sized town, they may own everything in the town. So it's a real estate investment trust that owns a whole lot of businesses and commercial outlets. Now, with that in mind, big guys at Amazon are seeing how finances are going to affect their sales at their RITs. RITs are 12.8% of Wall Street. In other words, they go down, Wall Street goes down. Between 58 and 64% of all commercial RITs are not occupied. They're empty. (laughs) That means that there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to be going belly up. Now, maybe the business within that strip mall is doing well. But the overall strip mall gets, well, they get their note called. And all of a sudden, the owners of that strip mall or that mall or that dealership, or whatever it might be, have to go trot back to the bank with money, and they have to close it. And now, guess who owns it? The World Economic Forum and their buddies. Again, they said, you won't own anything, but you'll be happy. <laughs> well, the first part's probably true, but we won't be happy. They've become a major liability and will be dumped to repurpose into alternative living. Yeah, in other words, malls, strip malls, businesses are going to be turned into alternative living. That's their plan. And it'll take two to three years to renovate with access to bank capital. But if there's no bank capital access, it'll take longer than that. Now, what are they talking about? They're going to start shutting massive Walmarts, converting them into, quote, living spaces. You remember that the World Economic Forum is talking about how you won't need a car uh, and you'll, you'll have your little uh, CBDC account, which is only going to be used in just your little 15-minute walking area. You won't need a car because everything you're going to have is right there. In other words, you're going to live in a little bitty house, in a little bitty area, and you just do as you're told, which are small houses like cells. People are going to move into tiny homes. Tiny home communities are being built. Real estate has become so expensive that we'll live in shoeboxes at a cost of probably $400,000 a box. For example, in New York City, they now live in tiny apartments. 
They're going to repurpose Amazon and Walmarts. That's money. That's not going to be spent at Amazon and Walmart products. So this particular lady says, welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. (laughs) Well, that last phrase, uh, probably not going to happen. As you recall, George Washington said, freedom and property rights are inseparable. You can't have one without the other. So when they take away the ownership of your car, your house, your property, your business, you don't have freedom. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. This is what Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum says. That is their goal. And it fits with what we're saying today. Let's going back to the insider. It's going to take between two to three years to renovate these businesses into little cells, little tiny home communities. These are insider notes from an Amazon meeting. If you have insider information, by the way, email it to me. If you have insider, ask Stan. You, you got the email there. That's why it's so vital to hit the thumbs up and to share these videos. Amsi- back to the Amazon insider. Regional banks are attached to the hip to commercial properties that are not leased and they're empty now. These properties will not be easy to convert into alternative use projects. Very few leases were signed in 2023 and they're seeing commercial real estate imploding. Amazon had plans to build massive distribution centers back in 22 and 23 and also 24. Now that has all been canceled, decimating some communities that were planning on this big revenue. They overspent, the economy is turning, and it is going to be a big shock. He says local and regional depositors are pulling massive amounts out of the banks, and that was also confirmed by a couple other sources I ran across this morning. Local local consumers are mattressing cash. (laughs) In other words, they're storing it up. They're taking it out of their, their bank account and hiding it in their house. Mattressing cash and buying metals, silver, and gold. You remember Shane Warren said that he heard an audible voice say that silver will skyrocket far more than gold. Now, we're not giving you financial advice. Can't do that. But if you call cornerstoneassetmetals.com, they can. They can help you make your financial decisions. Anyway, Amazon is discussing offering gold and silver sales. People are hoarding dollars. There's a lack of trust and faith in the system, and I'll say with good reason. You can't buy trust. It's earned. Once it's gone, it takes years and new opportunities to regain the confidence of the marketplace. Amazon is very concerned that consumers have lost faith in the financial system of the U.S. dollar. Among us. They're starting to mattress cash and hoard cash, those that are words of the insider at Amazon. Okay, this is why it's so very vital that you all get this data to make the very best decision on what you do. The world's economy is going to drastically affect us all. It doesn't make any difference. If you think your job is safe, it may not be. Credit pullbacks, and this is the next thing they're now talking about, is starting to call loans. Larger banks like Amex, American Express, national banks are at risk also. Banks are calling in their credit lines. Several places are saying that. The more they pull back lending, the harder it will be for small and mid-sized businesses to access and gain approval for funds to continue their business, much less to start and grow one. New businesses will diminish to almost nothing. 
Venture capital firms are falling left and right. There's a consumer slowdown online. February 9th signaled to the the Amazon USA marketplace that consumer confidence has lost its appetite for all things sold online. It also says, February 9th, the wants versus needs marketplace has changed to a need-based purchase environment. In other words, we're not buying frivolous things that we don't need anymore. Instead, we're just buying things we really need. And again, I'll send you josephkitchen.com. It's the most effective, lowest-priced, long-term storage, good, healthy, nutritional, good taste of food that the kids will actually eat, that I've found anyway. Amazon announced plans to lay off 18,000 people. And now they've increased that to 27,000. Now scheduled to be laid off by the end of April. What are they going to do? Maybe they'll get your job or my job. Nobody wants my job. (laughs) China's having supply chain problems. BlackRock is preparing to buy up these distressed commercial and residential real estate assets as they completely collapse. And if you want to read about BlackRock, again, go to X's 32.4. They are, in my opinion... Uh, at least buddy-buddy with the people that want to rule the world. And in that they're preparing to buy up these distressed properties, again, you'll own nothing, but you'll be happy. So here's my summary. I think that, again, I do not have an audible voice, a dream, or vision, or any of that, but just in here. Let me back up. You remember three weeks ago, I got on the program, and I said I, I, I had, it wasn't a dream, but it just, it was like about the fourth time that God has spoken in my heart when I was waking up and said that Prophecy Club is coming into a big financial problem. Well, I uh, two days later, the heater went out at the church, and I thought, oh, well, that's the big problem. Asked for some help. You guys gave me the help. We got the heater. Problem is, that's not what he's talking about. Then, about a week later, it came up that, you know, we, we had all these other financial problems. They finally came to a head. And so I asked for some help. We got some help. Thank you very much. But now I see it's bigger than that. It's not just Prophecy Club, and it's not just America. It's the whole world. I think what we're seeing is the bankers are about to get furious. See, because what's really... What's really going on, I wish I could tell you more. What's really going on is the good guys are starting up a new financial house to go around the bad guys. The bad guys are being kicked out of their own financial house. And that's the best way I can say it. I can't, I can't say anything more than that. But I know what I'm talking about. The bad guys are being removed from their financial house that they have been comfortable in for at least 300 years we know of, and again, probably back to the pyramids. As a result, they're about to be angry. Just like they didn't like JFK printing silver notes, trying to remove them from their financial house. Well, that's what's going on right now. So consequently, I think that you can count on it. You're about to see the biggest financial battle in human history. Because these guys are big enough, strong enough, and capable, and certainly have the plan to kick the bad guys out of the financial house. Now, what does that mean? That means we can expect higher federal rates. We can expect the Federal Reserve, all of the major banking systems we know of now, to come against us with a fury 
we've never seen before. Banks calling notes, credit percent increases, lines of credit cut, no credit, recalling notes, housing market collapse. We can expect to see repossessions of cars, houses, businesses, which is why I suggest that a person have enough cash on hand to pay anything and everything you need to pay for really two weeks is not enough. Really a month is not enough. Probably more like three months, and that might not be enough. Where, let's say you got laid off. Do you have enough cash to where you can still make your car payments, still make your house payments? Because if you don't, you'll lose your car. If you don't, you lose your house. That's exactly what they're planning. That's exactly what they want. Again, World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab says, you'll own nothing, but you'll be happy. <laughs> well, you'll be sad. It also says there's a time for war. Well, have we not seen more wars start? New world order and enslavement is bringing in the Antichrist to the throne. I suggest that you do some real serious praying and asking God what you need to do. I can't give financial advice. I'm not giving financial advice. I'm saying two weeks to three months cash on hand. Prepare for your to have food, your car, your house, and you need to get prepared to stop your things from being repossessed, whatever it takes. Get in a position to where they can't repossess them. If they can, they will. One year of food, I'll send you to Joseph's Kitchen. Remember, silver is going to skyrocket far more than gold. For that, I'll send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Get yourself a Berkey water filter. We have them at Prophecy Club. Get yourself an EMP blocker at empshield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY there, and you get a $50 discount. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. It takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put it into a bread machine, push a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices and if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, and it says everything we want, can sustain a person, one person for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you excellent nutrition. It tastes good, long storage life, 10 minutes to combine the ingredients, 2 hours, 20 minutes to make it. Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph's Kitchen, they send it out in 100 mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable. The nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot much longer shelf life, kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable. Keep in a climate-controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the, these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat. And I think they've got 54 of those boxes, a bunch of them. So Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now. You go to most of these places, they say out of stock. So here's what you want to do. Everybody needs to get a machine package. These are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries, 
put them into a grinder. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients. Push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Then you have to decide how much food you want. You want food two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. And if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down, you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. Terry Saka, corner, a stone, asset, metals.com. So why should people go online or call you today? Seymour Hirsch, an amazing investigative journalist, laid out the case that the United States is the one that blew up the Nord Stream pipelines, hurting our very own allies. That is a nation that is desperate because their currency is on the verge of losing reserve status. That's not good for a United States dollar and why we better be protected. Terry Saka, CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Give him a call or go online today. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Next is, I'll send you to empshield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car, okay? And you put the red wire to the red side of the battery. You put the black wire to the black side of the battery. And the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here. Just peel that off. Stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car. And the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase nuclear nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them all. Throw the car away. So, empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY. I am having another level two. Level 2 School of the Watchman's Conference, and I'm calling this a teacher's course. It's going to be September 15 and 16. You can go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll tell you all of the details about it. And it gives you all of the requirements. I'll let you read that online. However, the big question is, you're going to be saying, well, what's the difference between Level 1 and Level 2? Well, lots. Level 1 was primarily reading through most of the book of Revelation and teaching it. That's not be level two. Yes, we will do some reading. But this one is designed to make you a teacher of Bible prophecy, which, by the way, our office wants to know if you went through level one and if you have taught or have been invited to teach from the book of Revelation and you went through level one, send me an email. I'd like to know that. I know there's been at least one. I think there's two, maybe more. Anyway, I'd like to know. So level two is to teach you to the point to where you can be qualified to actually teach the book of Revelation. Now I'm going to tell you right up front, we're going to have a level three, God willing. And in that one, I'm going to require people to memorize the book of Revelation to come to level three. And so there's going to be one year's difference between level two and level three. It took me a year to memorize it. So I figure it'll take you a year to memorize it. Some of you may even faster. So go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll give you all the details, tells you all about some of the difficult questions and things like that we're going to cover in Level 2. Level 2 is going to get you real close to being a 
a qualified teacher of revelation. But by the time you get through level three, having memorized the book, pastor's going to listen to you. And that's where we're going with this. Also, I'd recommend you go, you know, go and get yourself a Berkey water filter. And yes, we do have Berkeys all in stock now. Uh, also, we have potassium iodate pills, which are what you take inside of once a radioactive unit has happened in your area. As far as uh, Berkey water filters, this is one thing you want to be sure to do is get some extra filters. This is the minimum most people get is this one right here. I get the Crown Berkey right here. This is the one I have, this one I use. And I have about eight extra filters with me too because if you're using clean water, they'll last a year or two. But if you're using rainwater or muddy water, then they clog up a whole lot faster. So you want to have some extra filters.